Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Happy Monday, friends. I hope you are having a great start to your week. Or as always, if you're listening on a Tuesday or Thursday or Saturday, wherever, whenever, I am so glad that you're here. Look, if you've been listening to the first couple of episodes, which I highly suggest if you haven't, but if so, you know that we've been doing this whole one word a week thing. And by focusing on one word a week, the way that God can open our eyes and let that seep into every area of our lives. And I have loved hearing from you guys, seeing how the podcast has encouraged and impacted you, along with how the devotional focus has helped you refocus and see things from a new perspective. That's the goal. With that being said, this week we are digging in and going to talk about the word follow. But before we do, like we do with every week, let's focus our mindset so we can hear what Jesus might be saying to us. Just for a moment, hang with me here. Whatever you're doing, we're going to refocus. So F, fix your eyes on Jesus. O, open your heart to receive. C, calm your mind. U, unplug from distractions, as always, except for this podcast. S, saturate your soul in him. Okay, so follow. Who are we following? Do we even realize who is determining our steps? And I titled this podcast, Who You Follow Shows Your Future, because that is the premise of all of that, is who we are following really does show us what our future is going to look like. So what does that mean? I think when we think about, you know, following Jesus We just assume that when we say we believe that we're a follower, right? Like we go to church, we own a Bible, we even hit up small groups sometimes, or we even go frequently. But our habits every now and then do not determine if we are following Jesus. And think about this, y'all. I mean, I love a good analogy, so I hope this resonates with you. But think about your earthly father. Or anyone in your life, like a a stable person in your life, does the fact that you are their child or that they are in your lives automatically mean that you are following in their footsteps? No. It requires you to lay down your assumption or belief about what you think is best and surrender to theirs. Like just because you have the identity of being your earthly father or earthly mother's child does not mean that you are automatically following in their footsteps, right? That requires action on our end. And our actions are not required to receive God's love. However, our actions are proof that we have actually received his love because once we do, we respond to that. When we really believe something is as good and as wonderful and as true as we claim it to be, Of course, we will want to respond to it. And I think that's a big thing like with following Jesus. If we are hesitant, why? And we will never claim that we're hesitant to follow him. But if we're not following him, 
then I'm sorry, that means we're hesitant. <laughs> like, what's our hang up? Obviously, we don't fully trust that it's as good as he says it is, or it's as worth it as the word claims it to be. We want kind of, you know, the eternal fruit without having to endure the temporary discipline to get it. But like, here's the thing also, I think we can have the desire to follow Jesus, but if we don't have the discipline and the drive to follow through with our want to, because we all know a want to is a whole lot of nothing. If there's nothing, if there's no action behind it, that that will be short lived and we'll just keep on keeping on on our merry way. So like, how do we know how to follow Jesus? Because I think it's one of those things where, and I don't know about you guys, especially say you're new to church or you're new to this whole Jesus thing. Like, what if you just stumbled upon this podcast and you, you've heard some about it, but a whole relationship, like you're not really even sure what that means. How do you follow Jesus? What does that look like? Well, think about when you are trying to follow in the footsteps of someone like we were talking about. How do you go about doing that? Thinking about your parents or your family or your close friends. You spend time with them. You observe their ways. You lean into their words and you try to understand what their priorities are, right? I think sometimes we expect to know how to follow Jesus without having to learn his voice. And you guys, that's completely impossible. You know, I mean, I think about the scripture in John. It's um, John ten twenty seven. It says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I love that because it says, I know them. Like we are made by God. We are made to follow him. But my sheep listen to my voice. That means that our ears are turned towards him, right? And you know what? I think it's hard to sometimes actually open the Bible and dig into what it truly says is because, well, several reasons. One is I think we know it will require us to change our ways and show up differently in our lives. Ouch. But let's be honest. That is very true. We often pretend to not know we are not walking in alignment, but our avoidance, like think about it. If we are avoiding asking the one who knows everything for his feedback, that probably confirms that we know our way isn't actually best. I mean, I can vividly right now think of some different ways as I'm talking to you. When I have known that I was probably not doing what God was asking me to do, even if it was not like inherently bad or evil or wrong, but it just wasn't the best decision. And the last thing I wanted to do was open the word of God, knowing that he was going to say, hey, yeah, mm -hmm, you need to get uncomfortable. You know that uh, what you're doing, like that little tug in our spirit, you know what I'm talking about. When we feel that, that's called conviction. And that's usually what, that's the gift that the Holy Spirit gives us to say, hey, uh uh-uh, not that way. That's going to hurt you. Even if it feels good, that's going to hurt you. Another reason that I think it's so hard to sometimes really dig into what God actually says or, you know, depending on where we're at is because it's going to ask us to leave what's popular and choose what's pure. And let's be honest, our temptations feel good. Like we aren't going after things that aren't pleasant, at least in the moment, right? And the the term pure, I think we, we immediately hear that and we associate it with like an innocence or a novelty. But pure, pure is what happens when like the maturity of the Holy, like when our spirits mature in Jesus and we realize that his way really is the best way. And that purity that comes about, it's like the, it gives us a peace. 
another thing that I think that keeps us from opening the Word of God and actually seeing what God has to say about where we're at and where to go is it usually requires us to depart from what's easy and choose what's eternal. I'm going to say that again. It will usually require us to depart from what's easy and choose what is eternal. The hard thing is the eternal is feels like it's far away sometimes. Like if we choose that, it doesn't benefit us immediately, right? And so having that eternal mindset feels like oh, we're just investing in almost like a retirement plan, but like we're super far off. Like I can't see that. I can't feel it. I can't immediately walk in the fruit of doing that. And I don't think, it's not that like we think we are necessarily choosing what's easy sometimes. I do think sometimes we're just going about our way. We just do what's in front of us. We're continuing forth, you know, without being intentional to see where we are actually going. I don't know if y'all have heard of the herd mentality. It's so interesting to me. It's basically where when we see a large crowd of people doing a specific thing or following like a certain pattern or behavior, we want to follow suit, even if we wouldn't usually make that decision. And I think when it comes to following Jesus, we have to realize how powerful this herd mentality is and how it's just like ingrained in us. It's not something we have to try to do. We naturally want to fit in. We naturally want to belong. We naturally want to go the way we want to go where the party is, right? Especially in the digital age, when we are making these emotional or stressful decisions, if we don't take the time to step aside and consult truth, we often will pick whatever is most accepted or comfortable. Another reason why I think we don't open the word of God, and this goes for all of us, like no shame here. It's just the realization of, man, why am I not following? Is that it requires our complete trust. Y'all, I was thinking about when Jesus asked his disciples to follow him. They didn't have the Bible. Okay, we get to have story after story, page after page after page of God's confirmed faithfulness. They simply had to trust that his way was the best way. Leaving behind their professions of being a fisherman, a tent maker, and other means. And they just had to follow Jesus. I mean, he literally said, put down your nets. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men, right? And did the disciples ever respond to Jesus and be like, yeah, sure, man, I'm down. Um, But like, where are we going? No. Like they never asked, like, where are we going? I'm like, Lord, would I have that kind of faith? Do I have that kind of faith now? And I mean, I'm t- I'm so guilty of really wanting to connect the dots. Like, sure, yeah, um, I'll follow you. But can you give me some specifics? And can we stop at like Sheets and get a snack on the way? Am- I mean, am I going to be fed? Am I going to be comfortable? Is it going to be okay? I mean, I want all the details before I decide to give them my trust, right? And we see with the disciples how they just immediately followed the Lord. Also, sometimes I think why it's hard to follow is I think we confuse following with performing and they are so different. You guys, God is not interested in our robotic action response to his word. If it doesn't match our internal motive, we all know this. He is way more concerned with what's inside of us. And scripture tells us that out of the overflow of our heart, our mouth speaks. And so 
My grandfather used to say, like, what's in our coffee cup will eventually bubble over. So, like, it's going to come out whether we like it or not, right? And so whatever is, is in there, whatever is in our coffee cup, we can perform, but for so long. But if we're not following Jesus and truly following him, that will eventually come to the surface. I mean, if you ever meet a follower of Jesus who seems super bitter or frustrated or constrained, I think it's a good word, by the lack of freedom that they claim Christianity offers, then I think they are probably struggling with performing for Jesus instead of walking with Jesus. And they are two very different things. I mean, we are, when we are striving and performing for Jesus, we often feel pressured, stressed out, right? But when we are walking with Jesus and we are doing things with Jesus, when it is a team effort, we feel the peace of God. He leads us. I mean, he's not interested in our behavior modification. This is not a psychology experiment. He's interested in our heart transformation. And from our heart, our hands follow. You know, like I mentioned in the this digital age, and, and it just continues to grow and to grow. It's all these different platforms and channels. And hello, I mean, I'm using a podcast right now. I'm so thankful for them. So I'm not shaming it, but just realizing the truth here. We now follow people or platforms that we want to be influenced by. And yes, I'm doing air quotes here, influenced. The problem with that is that I think we often want to follow people or things we envy. Okay, like when we hear that, you think, what? But we are usually fanning the flame of comparison and jealousy unintentionally. It's like we go, gosh, I just want to be her. I just want to go there. I just want to go on that vacation. I just want to have that job. I just want to do that. I'm just going to click follow. The problem with this also, this culture, is that we tend to think that we can just quickly follow or unfollow something we believe or don't believe. Like the minute that something doesn't give us good vibes, another air quotes here, we bounce. We don't want anything to do with something that makes us feel uneasy. And the thing about following Jesus is that it constantly forces us to deny our flesh. It's what we were created for, but the world is full of temptation. It's not, it's not that it's like one of those things where God, you know, okay, let me say this. The word radical, I think gets a really bad rap because we associate it as, wow, that person's just so far off. Like they're just kind of weird. There's like a connotation of weird strapped to it, right? But the thing about it is, is that when we follow Jesus, people will term us as radical because we aren't following the herd. We aren't doing what's expected or what's usual or what's seen as popular or what others think makes sense. But aren't you so glad that Noah didn't follow the herd? Like when when God said, hey, Noah, will you follow me and build an ark? And he preserved humanity. I am. I'm really glad. But, you know, Galatians tells us, going back to constantly forcing us to deny our flesh, it tells us every single day. This is an everyday decision. Like just like in order to be strong, you need to drink your milk every day, right? Grow your, grow your strong bones like as a kid. Okay, it's an everyday decision. One, like going to church on Sunday, it's not enough to give us the fortitude to be able to deny our flesh on Thursday. And no human covered in flesh is so holy that their humility should not bring them to the Savior's feet every single day, really every moment. Like, like y'all, let's be honest, right before this podcast, I was starting to have some serious impatience and I was like, wow. I mean, you know, it's, it's a constant thing. 
But the good thing is this, and I think this is super important, so lean in. Jesus wants us to follow him. He wants us to follow him. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit, so that we would have a helper, someone to infuse us with strength when ours runs out and give us discernment when we don't know the way. And I think it's important to realize that God is not trying to confuse us or make it complex. Is he trying to make us uncomfortable? Yes, because he knows what's best for us, but he's not trying to confuse us. We allow other voices to infiltrate and that's when it becomes cloudy and confusing. You know, I think sometimes, like I was saying earlier, I think if we, I think we think if we know more, we will be more inclined to follow. If we know where the destination is, we will definitely give Jesus our all, right? But you guys, if we knew the dots ahead of time, there is no way we would walk forward. Our plan would be too big and too mighty and asking way too much of us right now that we would never think it's possible. But as we walk with Jesus and as we follow him, we see that it's us together handling what we will face and what we will fight and what will come at us, right? The point of following Jesus is not in securing a destination. It's the walking together. And this used to annoy me so bad, if I'm being honest. I used to hate, I still do, to be honest. Yep, I still do, kind of. To think or to hear the phrase, oh, just enjoy the journey. But you guys, that's what it is. That's what Jesus asked us to do. He wants to, he knows us, but he wants us to get to know him. That's the point. And as we walk with him, we talk. And as we walk with him, we witness. And as we walk with him, we worship. And just like the disciples walking with Jesus, it was simply by following him. And as he went from place to place, and as he acted, as he interacted with people, the disciples got to see his activation of scripture. I mean, at the time they didn't have the Bible, but we see like he was fulfilling those scriptures time and time again. Love your neighbor as yourself, right? Love your God first and foremost. Love him with all your heart and soul. Put him first. Seek first the kingdom of righteousness and all else will be added to you. It's the activation of the scripture that literally that James talks about to do what he says. Is following Jesus easy? No, no, but it's relatively simple. Sometimes I think we pray for the specific roadmap without being willing to go in the general direction he has already shown us. We have the word of God. How many of us have actually sat down and read through the entire Bible? I mean, confession time, I actually haven't. I'm working on it now. But someone said the other day, clear, I'm sure you've read through it like 14 times. And I, I kind of didn't want to correct them, but I also had to and say, no, I actually haven't. But I realized that if I'm confused about something, maybe I should stop wondering or praying and say, Lord, what do you have to say about this? And go to what he's already told me. How has he already told me to follow him? You know, for example, I was thinking about a recent trip that my husband and I took to California. And we were driving down the Pacific Coast Highway, which if you have drove or ridden down that road or even flown over it, oh my goodness, it is beautiful. And I kept asking him, you know, of course I had looked up on Instagram, all these different places. And I'm like, hey, Will, where's this view? And what about this place that they mentioned? And I was going on and on about the specific places. I definitely wanted to make sure that we got to see before the road ended and he kept saying, clear, trust me. 
If we just keep going on this road, we will reach all of those. And I think it's the same with Jesus. We don't need to connect the dots for how to find the peace and the joy and the belonging and the strength and the grace and the courage and the confidence and all the stuff that we really want and we desire. If we just keep traveling down this path with Jesus, following him step by step by step, day by day by day, we will discover the fruit of following him. It's not so complex. And that's the hard thing about it. I don't know, maybe that's just personally. But for me, I've realized, wow, Lord, you're really not trying to confuse me. I just sometimes don't like to get uncomfortable. But anyway, every week in the devotional, as always, there is a focus tip. And I love this because y'all probably know by now, I like the practicality of scripture. I want something to hold on to, which is why really clearly stated exists. It's the tools, right? And so this week's is this regarding follow. When you start feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders, think of the word follow. You aren't the leader. (sighs) Deep breath, right? You aren't in control, but you follow the one who is over it all. And he loves you deeply. I know I usually finish with the Monday prayer, but I actually wanted to change it up if that's okay with you guys and read a different prayer. Don't worry, you can still find this week's Monday prayer on my Instagram at Clearly Stated. But this is from our new set of prayer cards called Praying on Purpose. And this has been so helpful for me. These um, were just released and I'm currently staring at this prayer on my desk. Like I said, it's been really important for me this week. So I wanted to read it out loud. I thought it was very relevant. It's called Discernment and Direction. It says, Dear Lord, Thank you for being my shepherd and for guiding me down paths of righteousness for your namesake. Your sovereignty and power are solid and strong, infusing me with confidence and wisdom when my heart is unsure. Instruct me where to go, what to do, and how to show up in the space I am and the place I am going. Because of your grace, you allow me to bloom along the way. I love that. Even when it feels mundane or meaningless. Today, I will listen for your voice, your gentle but firm voice, and I will have the courage to obey. I do not fear what is ahead because I know that only that you only provide me with your best. If I begin to veer off track, will you call me out, convict my heart, and calibrate my compass? Remind me that it is not how fast I run or how impressively I travel that is the point. The glory lies in journeying with you. There it is. Leaning in, learning to recognize your voice, and leading others in the way everlasting. It is the only kind of life worth living. Enlighten my heart and help me trust your character. You never lead me astray. In the wise and protective name of Jesus, come on, amen. I love that. And this, I'm going to end with the scripture that is so good. I love this. It's James 1, 5. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach. And it will be given him. Guys, God is not selfish with the wisdom that he gives us. He wants us to have it. He wants us to follow. And who we follow, a.k.a. who, who are we going after? Who are, who are we following? Let's be honest. Because that is what shows us our future. The direction we are going shows us where are we focused. Who are we following? 
What are our lives going to look like? The direction of that is truly what determines our destiny. Okay, guys, I hope y'all have an awesome Monday. It's going to be a good one. I can feel it. Um, And let's be clear about this, okay? Your job is just to follow the leader. The pressure is off. Just follow him. He has you. I will see y'all next Monday. Have a great week.